Ackerlin, and welcome to Video Game Bullshit. This is Master Daniel Piscina. Get over here to Video Game Bullshit. Welcome to episode 121 of Video Game Bullshit. <laughs> Looks like I'm bumping your finger. <laughs> <laughs> and those on audio are like, it's just quiet. I don't. Yeah, know. like, what's going on? What are they doing? We're going crazy. That's what we're doing. Going nuts. <laughs> so how has everything been, Tristan? So busy, so busy, always busy, just like you. What have you always been busy. What have you been up to this time? The book, man. It's always the book. It's this dang book. I need to finish the book so I can get my life back. But no, it's uh, it's a good problem to have. Like we, I love this hobby. I love writing books. I love putting this stuff together. But uh, boy, am I uh, sick of staring at lists and you know putting together checklists. And I'll be very very happy when it's done. <laughs> See, like eventually, since I've been like over ten years now, I'll teach you the tricks of the trade to, to avoid the anxiety that you're currently going through. Uh... I think it's unavoidable. Yeah, the, it just, it'd be given my personality and the nature of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like to pace myself. So I was telling Jeff that, um, you know, I, I, I work when I have motivation and whether that be one in the morning, five in the morning, 7 PM, whatever that that's what I got to go and do it. So like, yeah. that's not good for my sleep, but that's just the way it is right now. Dude, it's been weird and wild, and I will tell you though the the way that you did it though, um, going to doing the Kickstarter before it's fully finished, that adds a layer of anxiety. Cause I've done that. <laughs> yes, it does. Like, no man. And I'll tell you, like, so you're doing the video game players field guide, right? Yeah, video game collectors field guide. Video game collectors field guide. Because I don't want to say console. I'll say console half the time. It's like, you already got that. Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, So the video game collectors field guide. And um, that's the four books. Um, Now, I'm working on Switch Collector Year 3, which I'm going to take into Kickstarter until I'm done. Um, And then I'm also working on the new book, which... I mean, I could actually spoil it, not even, but I could tease it because it's about done. And I've been writing uh, three to three to, or actually four to six page articles on every game in nice. this book scene. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm working on the Metroidvania Chronicles. That's what I've been working on. <laughs> Because I'm a bit obsessed as I got my Metroidvania tattoo. Yeah, man. Um, so I have a, I want to say it's a six-page article on Super Metroid. Um, maybe it's eight pages at this point. And I got six pages on Castlevania Symphony of the Night. But I'm doing legacy games, games that make up a Metroidvania. I'm doing modern games. I'm doing classic retro games. I'm doing weird odded ends games like A Robot Named Fight that we've published yes. for premium which is a weird rogavania. Um, I'm doing games to avoid. When you told me we need to avoid Demonica, I wrote Oof. an article now on Demonica. I have an article <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. We can, we can help uh, poor, poor uh, you know, hapless gamers avoid that one. 
and Mayastere, or whatever it is. The mm-hmm. ruins of Desnor for whatever we played. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And then um, games on the horizon that we that we think are interesting, that are interesting as hell. And the thing is, I'm only doing a few games per section, and it's over 80 pages already. I actually, um, when I told you it was 80 pages, that's half. I ended up doubling the size of the review, so it's a hundred-page book. Is so I'm, I, I want to do it like chronicles, like like multiple books, yeah. mm-hmm. just as it goes on. Just have fun with it. I'll release one every once in a while. I'm not doing it like quarterly, but it'll be a book of zine, and I want to keep it small, you know, form factor, but it's super, super like stylized. It's not just like white pages and write-ups. It's there's imagery, there's you know different types of. Uh, promotional art that's used with the games and sure. screenshots and you know, different artwork of characters. So it's it's not your parents' readers' digest, in other words. No, and yeah. I'm using that that size form factor like the now defunct Switch Player magazine. Very and cool. That's like you know, you know, I like that nice size. Di- the digest sucks. That's what I'm going mm. with it. Um, now I will be taking it to Kickstarter once I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently formatting all the write-ups. So that's the next piece, right? So I do all the writing. And I've been going crazy, not sleeping a whole lot, which has been nuts. <laughs> um, now, when I say that, um, I'm doing all the write-up, and now I get, I'm formatting it into the page format, and then I'll be done. And I'm, like, really close. I've been working on it for a couple months now. Um, and now i got to stylize and design the Kickstarter page. It's going to be awesome, though. I love Metroidvanias. Um, there's no books on Metroidvanias, and so I which will is crazy. Up. It's such a popular genre, I, and I looked. I wasn't gonna do it. I was like, somebody's got to have done it, man. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Every once in a while, I step outside of ourselves and like what we do, and it's just so funny to me because like you know people wonder like how do they have the time to do the, this stuff, especially you know you being active duty army. Uh, that's, that's, you know, you got a nine to five and, and, and then some, because you're a first sergeant. So you don't just get to go home and like turn your phone off. You literally have to deal with personnel issues all the time, 24 seven. Like you have to be available. Like army side is five to five, essentially. Cause I wake up at five and work out. So it's like, and I'm not home at five. I'm usually home by like seven. So it's usually like a five to seven job. (laughs) Like I'm doing 14 hours a day. And I mean, you know, not to that extreme, but like up until recently, it was the same for me with, you know, having a day job and, and, and doing everything on the side. But like, it's, it's people ask like, you know, how do you find the time or the motivation? Dude, it's passion. It's all passion. Mm -hmm. And, and it comes through in the writing and it comes through in the product. Like I I just love it. And we find time to do it and, and there's no shortage. And the piggybacking off what you were saying though, like to get, making sure you're motivated when you have the motivation on your book series. Um, I want to get all this writing done before I hit writer's block because writer's block yeah, is real. It hits you and you can't move forward. And right now my brain, for some reason, my brain has been able to just flow. And yeah. It's been great. Um, so that being said, I've complicated things even more, Tristan. Oh, and um, I started reworking the complete, Genesis and Mega Drive book. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I started this book six years ago. Uh-huh. I've, I've moved twice since then. Yeah. I've moved to Texas. I moved to Texas. 
I moved to Georgia. Now I'm in Hawaii. So actually technically three times because I was in the process of moving to Texas when I formatted the book initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm I'm keeping in the mini reviews. I was going to think about doing it a bridge like I did the NES <sighs> yeah. book. I'm keeping in the mini reviews. And here's the thing. I don't know how my brain's working right now, but it took me months to get the A games done and written. I am now through G over the weekend. Very nice. So I'm like flowing through. And that's like every game done, all the pieces. I've been yeah. putting on um, DuckTales on Disney Plus, like the new one, the new DuckTales. I've never watched it, so I'm watching the new DuckTales. And I'm sitting there like nugging out stuff and going crazy. And so not only am I doing the Metroidvania Chronicles, I'm doing the complete Genesis book, which is, <laughs> includes all regions, everything, and the Switch Collector. The Switch Collector is where I've been hitting my, um, not writer's block, but the creator's block for. Sure. Because um, just, it's just so much research, and the research is incorrect, where when I go back to Genesis, all my research was already done. I did all the research on the Genesis book six years ago, so now all I'm doing is formatting and plugging and playing, and mm-hmm. then doing quick quick write-ups on the games and making sure the correct players are there and all that and there are resources that have a lot of that stuff correct i've i've got a good question for you then since we're on topic with this genesis book what's your favorite hidden gem in that library because i've got one and um favorite hidden gem on on the sega genesis hmm so um some of my favorites on the Sega Genesis aren't hidden gems like this on Friday we played uh, Toe Jam and Earl on the yeah, buddy. Nintendo Switch Online Genesis version so we played Toe Jam and Earl love it I it was weird though because you know as you go through it's randomized and you and mm-hmm. you go up up the um up to the different levels and then randomly a ship piece will appear yeah. um I think we got to level 17 or 18 and only had two ship pieces Holy crap, you got bad RNG. Holy crap. We were like, because usually my wife and I are like, we're dead by level 10 or something. And now (laughs) we're like, we're level, we had like two ship pieces. I think at level 18, we had our third, and then we, I, I lost some of my life. Well, yeah, but yeah, exactly. But at that point, you're, you're up against like phantom ice cream trucks and the freaking dentist and just all the like really, really. The nerds yeah, running. The, the, her, the nerd herd. The, the chicken shooting the Yeah, the, the uh, chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, every, everything is coming at you. The boogeyman. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Boogie, uh-huh. boogie, boogie. <laughs> and then money. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, money. that's so classic. Money. Um, But that's a non-hidden gem, I would say. Sure. But, um, well, it's surprisingly, not everyone has played that game. So it's not it's not exactly mainstream either. So yeah. I'd say that qualifies. Because if I go like super obscure, it's like I go to Undead Line or something insane that people nobody's okay. heard of. That's like a translated game. Um, but the ones that I really like are the ones like Kid Chameleon. Um, love Kid Chameleon. Love. I was just talking about that. I used to rent that one all the time. The power ups are so good. Oh, I love that game. And I was like, just talking about that yesterday. So. So back in the day, Kyle and I, his parents had a, um, we called it his stabbing cabin, but he had a, um, a cottage <laughs> on, I mean, watching horror stabbing, movies cabin. stabbing cabin. Nice. Um, but yeah, he, they had a lake house. His parents had a lake house, Lake nice. Webster, Indiana. And we would go out there and that's where the Sega Genesis was. And we would play mm-hmm. stuff like Kid Chameleon. 
Um, and that's what we would do is that's where we played our Sega Genesis gems. And another one that we loved was two crude dudes, two crude dudes, the beat em up where you can just like literally pick up everything yeah. and throw it. And the music's like freaking awesome. It's like, boom, explosions. So I, I know, I know you like your running guns. Um, the, the one that I wanted to mention that maybe not a whole lot of people know, and it's based on our, an arcade game. It's just a port. It's a port of an arcade game. Uh, Midnight Resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super Heck good yeah. one. Yeah, the the one thing that's interesting about Midnight Resistance though is the way it doesn't have the contra pivot for the no. for the diagonal. No, that's my yeah. one major thing with running guns is like, man, Contra set that crap up on the NES. Like, why are mm-hmm. we still fighting with not being able to shoot a diagonal? Because Midnight Runner, I'm not sure if Midnight Resistance if you can shoot up. I think it's just straightforward. If I'm well, not, yeah, I don't remember in. off. The t- I mean, it's been a while since I played it. I want to say you can shoot up, but I think I, so. Yeah, I don't like, know. Because there's midnight resistance. Oh yes, you definitely can. Because um, cyborg justice. Yeah, cyborg justice I'm, is great. I might be getting them. I might be getting them confused. Midnight resistance, cyborg justice. What other running guns are awesome on the Sega Genesis? I will tell I mean, you. We, a hidden one, Alien Soldier. I've never actually played that one, but so I'm, good. It was only available on the Sega Channel back in the day, so you wouldn't have played it natively uh, on cartridge. People have made um, reproduction cartridges now that play uh, natively in the Sega Genesis, but Alien Soldier, so good. Gotcha. So I mean, you, we got to mention Gunstar Heroes, of of course. I mean, we've done a video game bullshit episode on Gunstar here. Oh, it's nice! Such a such a fun one. I can't believe that that game is cooperative. Oh uh, no, yeah, no, dude, that that one's that, like it had to have stretched the limits of the Genesis's like capabilities. Yeah. Oh, it had to have. And the thing is, is that like it's it's a classic. I'm, I think I'm going to try to get um Thor Ackerlin to do something for the book because um you know he's Mr. Nintendo, but yeah have that classic story where we did a live episode and it's on it's in the podcast archives but we did one and it was at um long island um no it wasn't on long island i think it it was at a it wasn't a video game con but it was in syracuse new york retro game con and essentially him and i did a panel with like four people there because it was hidden off to the side so nobody could find the panel room and i'm sitting there with thor ackerland and somebody was talking smack on um talking smack on the Sega Genesis music. And he just what? Goes, oh. Yeah, yeah. On the music? The music. On and the FM synth music? That's the, the FM dude, synth the, music. Oh my gosh, man. That's blasphemy. Well, they were they were a Super Nintendo fans. So they were like saying, Well, Super Nintendo music so much better. Whatever. And I'm like I mean, if you want like orchestral music, yeah, Super Nintendo has it. Mm-hmm. But if you want like synth, punchy beats, all that, yes. like that Nazi's flair, that's the Sega Genesis. That's the way that Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 2 is probably yes. my favorite of the mm-hmm. soundtrack. But like, there's just so many great, great soundtracks. And, and Thor Ackerland put that dude in his place on that. <laughs> it was hilarious. I love it. Because what people don't realize is he also um, did a lot of commercials after he won the Nintendo World Championships. Mm-hmm. And he also covered Micro Machines from Comerica, but he also covered the Genesis games as well. And he was on like Home Shopping Network and stuff. 
That's um, cool. I didn't know that part. Yeah, he has a long, a long tangent. But yeah, I would like to probably get him <laughs> piece for this. Yeah, so the the complete Genesis book's cool. I can't find my resource because it, it is going to be licensed by Sega. Um, when all said and done, it's probably just going to cost a, a a pretty penny to make sure it's licensed. But I mean, we got to do it right. Um, yeah. got to make it licensed. That'll be the first officially licensed book that I do for one of my collector's guides. Sure. Um, and maybe when I do the next Nintendo one, I'll get it licensed too, instead of just doing it unlicensed fair use. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, dude, Midnight Resistance, freaking cool. Um, a lot of cool stuff with the Sega Genesis, man. It's yeah, I, I grew okay. up like uh, you know, I had friends with uh, Sega or not Sega Genesis, uh, friends with Super Nintendos. I even had a friend that had uh, everyone had that one guy that had a Turbo Graphics. Um, well, and I, had and that I was too. actually going to say, like, after I finished Genesis, I can finally move on. And Star Amaro, DJ Medina, who created FX Yuki, will will start uh, talking to me again because he said he I have to do a complete turbo <laughs> graphics 16 book, a complete PC engine book. Like, he's nice. like, you need to do that. Like, so I've been it's been years because I stopped and didn't never got the Genesis book done. Um because that was my next book in the shoot was the complete turbo. Cause that, that's my, that's what cool. I, collect. I still collect for turbo. That's what I collect. I, I got rid of all dude. I had 60 turbo graphic 16 games and I got nice. rid of all of them. Hey, oh, well. it's all good. We got to make space. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, cause my thing is I got rid of a lot of other consoles that I was collecting piecemealing turbo. I stuck with and Neo I stuck with, and now I'm piecing out Neo. Um, uh, just because it's, I've already completed oh, it. Yeah. Well, I, I finished, I finished getting a full MVS. So oh, I am. Wow. Yeah. So I started moving on because once you complete it, it's like, what am I going to do? Let it sit around or do I let other I, people? Exactly. At that I, point, just buy a Terra onion ever drive or whatever. And, and yeah, <laughs> you can play them all. Um, exactly. I've, and like for turbo and PC, I go from an artistic aspect where I just love the, the different pieces and oh, yeah. since i'm in essentially mini japanese um cultural sensation area with all the mm-hmm. stuff like i will find some random stuff out here and as i piecemeal and pick up things i'm gonna find interesting things to pick up nice so i've got two things that i i just i have to get off my brain before i forget to yes. say them uh one you mentioned ducktales earlier Woo. um yeah <laughs> Woo. um I was on eBay, and one of my saved searches is uh, Time Walk Games. Guess you what just the, recently sold? The uh, the lunchbox. Yeah, the lunchbox was on eBay for two grand, and someone bought it. Wow! I would not pay two thousand dollars for the repro cart, but okay. I know. Yeah, yeah. That that just recently cool. sold on eBay for two grand. Uh, second thing is, um, while I'm talking about like or. Bef- Whatever it's it's past, but I was talking about working on my uh, my book. Well, I, I did the the SG, Sega SG one thousand section, and part of my research is you know taking information and lists from all different you know uh, assets that I can find. One of those assets happened to be the SG one thousand book that was published by Press Run. So I'm looking through Press Run's book on the SG-1000 that's supposed to be the end-all, be-all. They're missing two games, and yeah, and they 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 didn't ever mention the very first uh, version of the the console. 
Like, what? Well, I, I mean, the thing is, is that they're only as good as whomever is writing the book. And yeah, and I don't want to disparage that person. Like, yeah. I make mistakes, too. Like, I know I'm going to make mistakes in my book. That's just a given. But, ouch. Ours will be fewer and far between because, like, at least between you and I, we'll cross-reference some stuff and we'll mm-hmm. do a little sourcing and, and do all that, too. But, like, it's just... I mean, because they do have Press Run does have some books by Jeremy Parrish, and one would assume that those will be accurate. I don't think he does complete books, but if he does complete books, they should be accurate, according to his penchant. Yeah, information. I, I mean, like I again, I hate disparaging, especially like public publicly uh, in saying something about it. But, you know, like uh, in, in the future, I would like to see a table of contents that's alphabetized. Mm. That's one thing. <laughs> Okay. And then, you know, the, the console's only got a, around 70 games. Like, missing two is a pretty big percentage. Yeah, I could see, like, if you're, like, because I missed, um for example, full disclosure, I missed Rocket League and Switch. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And, but I covered it in the next volume, year two, part mm-hmm. one. And I covered it. Um, But the thing is, is that there's thousands of games on the Nintendo Switch. So, bound to miss something. Um, and, and that's the other pieces as I'm doing the Genesis book, um, I've actually compartmentalized stuff. So I may miss something just through my compartmentalization because I'm not putting every game, um, in, you know, A through Z I'm putting in the U S games and then I'm compartmentalizing out the B S sports games into its own (laughs) section at the back. I'm not writing about those. So, Mm -hmm. um, I may miss something with that transition. And if I do, I do. And I'll, um, you know, own up to it and write it up. Yeah, write up something. Mm-hmm. Same, same with me. I, I know I'm going to mess, mess some stuff up. It's just inevitable. I mean, I've got tens of thousands of games in my four volume set. So I know that, you know, mine, my book, my four volume set is going to have like tens of thousands of games. Literally. I, I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to put together like the final count at some point, whenever I'm done, obviously I'm not going to do it right now, but I'm, there's, I'm going to miss some stuff. That's just, it's impossible not to, I'm human. I'm not an expert on every single console, but I'm so paranoid. And that's why I'm trying to get as many sources as possible to, to put together to make sure that I don't miss anything, if possible. Um, I want an alphabetized yeah. checklist in the back. <laughs> I've, it's done. Ten, done. 10,000. Done, done, done. Yep. The, uh, the index is going to be alphabetized by manufacturer and console. So I want them all alphabetized. All 10,000 alphabetized. <laughs> the games <laughs> themselves. <laughs> can you imagine someone, someone, <laughs> can you imagine if someone like organized their game room like that? Oh, that'd be so gross. Be like this. Yeah. Oh, just gross. <laughs> that, that hurts I my that. soul. I need that. <laughs> oh gosh. So bad. That would be awesome. So so we need that. We need an alphabetized all games. <laughs> sure. I'll get right on that. <laughs> uh, oh, that'd be amazing. I think I think cool. if I did you know control A and then uh you know alphabetize that entire thing, it'd probably like crash my computer. Break the internet. Uh huh. Break the world. Something like that. Now, the, the thing that'll be cool though is that my goal is to, since I don't have writer's block, is I want to get all this stuff like done while I'm not the motivation. 
Yes. And while we're, you know, waiting on some things with premium to, uh, to be created and things during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting on, you know, premium to let us continue. And then we yeah. will, uh, continue to work down the rabbit hole. It's fun. Good stuff. Yeah. Motivation is something you cannot buy and you cannot take a pill for. So nope. you gotta, you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Exactly, man. And it's craziness. So, um, outside of that, uh, did you pick up anything? This um, pretty scarce, but I did want to highlight one thing. Um, from time to time, I pick up homebrew, uh, Saturn games. There's a, uh, yeah, and they're really nice. Um, there's a guy named Chris Piper. Uh, his uh, company, we'll call it, Pipe Dream Games. And uh, his latest is Mega Man X3. That looks cool. With a full manual. I mean, like, it's gorgeous, man. I mean, like, wow, he does an bro. amazing job. Is it affordable or is it, like, premium-priced? So um, I pay – because I have – Saturn cases myself. I don't have to pay him for the Saturn cases. He he sells them to me for fifty dollars uh, a copy. Nice. Yeah. It's really affordable. So it's affordable. That's affordable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a brand new game price. Yeah, and it's really really good quality. I mean, extremely good quality. That so, looks awesome. Yeah, it's with the awesome. case. What would it run you like sixty or? Uh, I want to say seventy. Seventy. Yeah. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. So so when I went out, um, I did find <clears throat> these at GameStop. Yeah. Shelf. So I got Zelda and Ganon. Um from Swollendorf. Swollendorf over here from the Tears of the Kingdom. Um I didn't think I'd see him. I I was telling the uh the worker there, I'm like, it's ir- irony that they're releasing this after we've already all like completed the game. So <laughs> I know, yeah. That's yeah, uh-huh. pretty funny. Eh. Um, eh. And I didn't pick up any games. Uh uh they actually had stickers at GameStop with 25, 50, and 75% off sitting on the side of random games on Switch and on PlayStation and stuff. So yeah. I didn't pick up any, but I imagine that those stickers are going to be a pain in the butt to take off. So those stickers <laughs> go on the case. Um, now, I did pick up one other thing, Tristan, that's pretty cool. And it's sitting over here over my shoulder. Uh oh. And it is this. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, wait, what? It is the elephant, the elephant fruit from Super yeah, Mario Wonder. Is that like 3D printed or something? <laughs> yeah, it's like it was from somebody on Etsy was selling them. I'm oh, like, I love this that. looks so freaking cool. And yeah. it's like multicolored and it's definitely 3D printed. That's and it looks cool. awesome. I think they have some other stuff too, like a Wonder Flower and some other stuff. But I thought this was was pretty awesome. Yeah, heck yeah. And and for colors. like half a second, I'm like, why does that look for me? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little like it's a giant like it's the size of an apple, like it's the size of a small apple. So I forgot one thing, um, and it was actually sitting over on my desk conveniently. Um, nice. The uh, so Ben's Game Zone, my local game store, they did a drop of Jaguar games this Wednesday. I mean, a, a massive, massive collection came in. When, um, when you say their name, you have to sing it now, like <clears throat> Ben's Game Zone. I don't think they have a jingle, but I'll try and pitch that one to them. No, that that's it now. Ben's like, game, game zone. All right. Ed, what, 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 I have to sing it like Michael zone. McDonald. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. Then we'll so, have to come up with a tagline later. So and seeing as how I got out of the Jaguar game long ago, 
Um, I did. I do love these like uh, like brochures and and uh, product catalogs. So I yeah. got a Jaguar um, catalog. Yes, <laughs> never seen that before. That looks cool. Jaguar with oh, you can get a sweet denim jacket. Oh yeah, look at that. I want a, I want a jacket that says "Do the math." <laughs> I don't think that's in here, but but if you want a sweet sweatshirt with a jaguar on it, I Heck got yeah, you. Just this. That matches this. <laughs> yes, it does. That's, that's not awesome. a jaguar. That's a puma. There's a wildcat yeah. puma, but <laughs> like still, I'm gonna have to change that to a jaguar as I get it. Well, uh, what, what do you think would happen if I actually filled this out and tried to order some stuff? Probably you get not it much. Back. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go. <laughs> Probably not much. It wouldn't go anywhere. That's awesome, though. Yeah, it's cool when you find, like, little paper, different type of promotional oh, items. I, I love picking up stuff like that, like old Nintendo catalogs and whatnot. Like, it's just a, a picture in time. Reminds me of the days of, like, getting the JCPenney or Sears catalog and going straight to the video games. Exactly. Yeah. That's so cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that's wild, man. It's just finding little treats and trinkets. And that's where it's like, as far as like when physical medium becomes less convenient, because it'll never be gone, but when it becomes less convenient, like not at Best Buy, not at Walmart, yeah. um, it, it'll it be still like cool to find these type of items. And yeah, and and where where I mean, you know, obviously this Jaguar thing is like specific to Jaguar. Um, you know, Nintendo is really the the big game in town, and Sony. You'll find some of their merchandise at like GameStop and stuff like that. But I mean, like for Nintendo, dude, we are in a freaking renaissance when it comes to Nintendo merch, Legos and figures and plushies, and I mean. My my freaking eight year old self is super jealous of me right now, like, and, and that's why I'm buying the stuff. Yeah, the, I'm buying it for my eight year old self, not not for me. And that's what you're doing. That's not for, what you're doing. Not for my forty two year old self. No, of course not. <laughs> it's uh, hilarious. The the thing is though is that my daughter got a Minecraft pig and yeah. and then it's funny is like so we were at the um we went after we went to uh. GameStop. Um, I got the Amiibos and she got her Minecraft pig. Um, mm-hmm. We went and grabbed my wife up. She had to get her SIM card stopped working on her phone um, randomly, so she had to get a new SIM card. Um, then we went over to a... Um, there's a Japanese food store. It was like Mamaya. That's what it's called. Mamaya. Um, but she wanted to go in there and she got a sushi, um, one of the sushi like balls or whatever. Because again, like it's Japanese yeah. cultures everywhere here. So we got a masubi. Um, she got a salmon masubi wrap and she goes there and talks to the girl behind the uh, the counter and she's like, yeah, I got my Minecraft piggy. And she's like, oh, my God, I still play Minecraft. And and I was like, Let, how have you been playing Minecraft? And she's like, oh, I've been playing since I was four. She's been playing Minecraft for seven years. That's nuts, man. And 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 the girl's like, don't worry, because she's, you know, because my daughter's in junior high. She's like, don't worry, I'm in college and I'm still playing Minecraft. That's what she said. <laughs> The girl behind the counter talking yes. Minecraft. Oh, my Minecraft! It it uh, crosses generations. It's a it's an ageless game. Yeah, like. yeah. It's um it's crazy. And then we go um over down the down the um down the block. It's because it's like a big old little shopping center on a block. And so we go over there. And I don't know if you know what Moko Loco is. I do. Um, 
I do, yes. Yeah. Mocha Loco. So, so they have a Mocha Loco cafe. We yeah. go in there. And um, they got like one of the specials. And I can't eat Mocha Loco because it has gluten in it. Sure. But um, my wife loves it. And so I go in there and it's a lot of traditional Hawaiian foods in there. Mm-hmm. And so they have grilled garlic. Um, what is it? Like pokey. Oh, um, dude, we, like, we can't ah, talk ah. about food. I'm freaking starving right now. Yeah, it was ahi, this dude. This is a terrible it, topic. It was huge. <laughs> I had a huge piece of ahi. It was so <sighs> delicious. And it was like it was like 10 bucks, dude. <sighs> Like ten bucks, like awesome. like it's. I was joking with my wife. I'm like, we come here, I get a giant thing of ahi grilled, huge and fresh. And I get that for like ten, fifteen dollars for a full meal, and then I go to damn Five Guys and it's forty dollars for. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, even McDonald's is just insane now. Like, like, why would I not just go get all the native Hawaiian stuff? Heck and just yeah, man. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. Like I can go get fresh pokey at, at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, hi. Gosh, stuff's so it's good. Insane. It's insane. Um, but one yeah, thing I man. one thing I forgot is, I mean, like we we recorded before Halloween last time, so I haven't talked to you. Like, how was your Halloween? Halloween? Um, I will call it drunk or treat. <laughs> okay. It was wild. So, yeah, we we sat out um, and in Hawaii, apparently you don't like sit out on your porch. We actually bring a table out to the street right where the uh, sidewalk uh-huh. is, you set it up and then you design your table. So luckily I had a damn tablecloth and then we put a pumpkin on it. Um, but my wife, she made margaritas and she made homemade custom guacamole. And she makes it like we like it, like Texas style with a like homemade with a mortar pestle and yeah, a bunch yeah. of spiciness in it. It is awesome. They don't make it like that on the island. Um, but then we, and we had all the candy out. And so like we had um, one of my coworkers with us handing out candy and drinking margaritas. And some of the parents came through. There was a there was some kids that were like a little bit older, probably like, you know, junior high school area. And they're like, hey, can we try some of the some of the guac? And one kid tried the guac. He's like, oh, my God, this is the best I've ever had in my life. And he goes, can I have one more? Just one more. Just one more. Andrew was so happy that the kid loved her guacamole. Nice. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all we did for Thanksgiving. We just sat out, handed out candy. There was giant fireworks going on because there's always fireworks in Hawaii. Um, and it was I mean, I'm sitting outside in shorts and in a, a Hawaiian shirt. Just handing out candy in 80 degrees, man. It was freaking below freezing uh, Halloween for us. So, like, uh, you know what? Instead of, like, opening up the door every time and whatever. And so I, I actually sat out, like, on in front of my uh, front steps with the candy bowl. And um, I sat with, like, a couple of jackets on, some gloves, and, and a Minecraft pumpkin head. So, <laughs> so I would just sit there and like look at people, and like they couldn't tell if I was real or not until they got up pretty close. So it it, it was some pretty funny reactions from the kids. Dude, those are the classics when they don't know if it's real or not. Like, yeah, I think it was I think it was high school. I was hanging out with Kyle, and we set up a haunted um woods in Indiana with his school. And we had the whole trail that people could walk through the woods and we had stuff hung shit everywhere. Yeah. And I dressed up in like multiple layers with gloves on and everything. I had a werewolf mask and then I just sat against a tree and was just sitting there and people would walk by. They'd kick me or they would do whatever. And then I like grab them yeah. or I like get up and start following them. And then I'd go, 
And then they all start running because they didn't know it was real. They thought I was yeah. like set up with like they thought uh-huh. maybe I like had like leaves in me to make me bigger or something. And like we were just scaring the shit out of people. Well, like, yeah, there's know. there's nothing yeah. there's nothing scarier than having a false sense of security and then just bam gone. <laughs> those are the those are the days, man. And my werewolf uh-huh. mask looked real too. It was freaking nice. cool. I love that thing. That was amazing. Those are the good old days. But yeah, like so Andrew um so Andrew and I just sat out. London was an axolotl, which is I think yeah. we talked about it last week. Yep. She was a black axolotl. Her friend came and she was a pink axolotl. And London oh, has nice. a pink But like yeah, they're both axolotls. Her other friend couldn't come. Um but then they, they just went around our neighborhood and they went across the street to another neighborhood and got she filled up half of a um half of a sack because we use a um pillowcase. <laughs> so she, so uh-huh. she used the pillowcase. Everybody else had their little buckets and they fill them up after refill. London's like, I'm bringing a pillowcase because I learned from my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I gave away candy and Pokemon cards. She got three packs of Pokemon cards. Nice. She did get a shiny Gengar, which was pretty cool. Um, nice. Then a picture that's a Silverman because he's the Gengar master. Oh, um, seriously? That's funny. Yeah, he has, he has infinite Gengar stuff. Like, it's just his obsession. Oh, that's hilarious. But, yeah, it's freaking craziness, though. But um, but yeah, like it, Halloween was cool. How was yours, man? Besides for being frozen, that was it. I mean, like you know, other than that, I didn't do anything. Um, that was the highlight of it, rather, <laughs> you know. Um, well, it, and we're like five days removed, and I think London's finished almost their entire candy. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Yeah, we so I, I had all the Pokemon cards, and and then like um, we went all through all the candy because like after a while. It just, uh, you know, the, the trick-or-treaters, like, slowed down to a trickle. But I didn't want to, like, you know, leave them without anything. So I left the bowl out there. Um, and wouldn't you know it, the second person that came up uh, took took some candy, went back to the, the car, and then someone in the car said, take the whole bowl. So then came back and just scoops. Like, everything, almost everything, like, candy all over the Oh, that was what a jerk. freaking kids. <laughs> yeah. Now, now here compared to Georgia. So last year in Georgia, it was like we had a few people come through and then we had bags of candy left over. Mm-hmm. Um, here we were pretty much out because we had people the whole time for like three hours straight. We had people the whole, like because we're in Hawaii. So it yeah. was it was wild. There was people yeah. but, like it was it was cool, too. There were so many different awesome costumes. It was yeah. really awesome. Like the, the, the funniest one was London knows this thing on YouTube. It's called Skibbity Toilet. It's literally this toilet <laughs> with a head. It's like a head with a toilet. Okay. And, and part of it has this big guy with a giant television head. And there was a kid walking around with the Skibbity Toilet television head on. And London's like, what that's a nightmare. I'm going to go attack him. the world? I don't know. What, what kind of shows is your daughter watching? YouTube shows this youtube like channel on acid yeah it's crazy <laughs> youtube funny funny meme shit yeah i have no idea no yeah. idea she watches mr beast she watches all that stuff too oh yeah yeah who doesn't yeah, <laughs> yeah i asked her if like oh, did you see the new one she's like oh that was an old video i'm like oh no there's another one another new one where he's mm-hmm. moving water to less fortunate people like yeah he built a hundred wells or was it a thousand wells in africa i couldn't yeah. remember something like that but he's a philanthropist yeah. essentially, yeah. which is awesome that he's using his influence and money to do something better as much as he can that's cool for sure and he makes money doing it so it's awesome yeah that's cool. 
Um, so uh, the other thing I did do this last week is I did beat Super Mario Wonder. Hey, I completed yeah. it. Nice. I beat the game. Um, next up I wrote is to get all of the seeds because I didn't get all the seeds. Um, and I still nope. haven't beaten that first special stage that I came to, the damn first one. And it's timed based, and you have to do a timed jump to the music. A platform. Oh, all the way I up. heard about that one. Oh, that I one's... can't do it. I've lost 30, 40 lives. Yeah, no, no. I, I've, I, I had a conversation. So I haven't tried that level myself, but I was talking to someone about it. They said they, yeah, they, it was like 60 or 70 lives that they've lost trying. Holy crap. I haven't done it yet. Trying. And the thing is, I know where it ends because it's like, because you go up this whole thing, you go all the way around and all this, and, and, and there's a rising lava pit or death pit. It's not lava, it's mm-hmm. a death pit. During the wonder seed or the wonder flower portion. And yeah. then there's a spot where you have to go up, like left, right, left, right at the very end. And that's where I die every time. And I can't, <sighs> can't beat it. That's I've been trying. Been trying. And I look online to see a video of something. They just do it. And I'm like, damn, I can't do it. Like, there's no use, hints or anything. Use Game Genie. Yeah, use the Game Genie to do it. Um, <laughs> The thing is, though, is that I've found two or three other special world levels at this point, and I beat all those, like, first or second time. Like, not an issue. Just that one level. Yep. My ass. Yeah, it seems like everyone's having an issue with that one. Yeah. yeah. But that's cool. That's classic. I'm, I'm glad that there's something that's challenging. Because um, I remember back in the day, the special zones in Super Mario World, and there was just this yeah. one tubular radical or one of them yes. that I could just never, ever freaking beat. Yeah. Nowadays, I can go through and beat them all first time, because I, but I died a million times on some of those levels. So I think this is kind of like it does give it a parallel to Super Mario World, which is cool. Because mm-hmm. um, all the rest are just fun, interactive, entertaining. The whole final cromp through Bowser's area was cool. It was fun. Um yeah. Yeah, and I just I found more of those special badges too. I found some dumb ones where you just like turn invisible and you can't see yourself. Like, why would I ever use <laughs> that badge? That's stupid. Yeah, use yeah. that badge on on the uh, the impossible level. See see how you. Yeah, do. exactly. It'd be great. <laughs> I was hoping that the impossible <laughs> level that there was somebody else playing it because you know if you die you can like go to them real fast and like get oh, back alive. Yeah. I was hoping that I could find something near the end. As I'm near the end, I die and then go poop and then just complete it. I was like, man, maybe I could get through it like that. Cheating, yeah. cheating bastard. But now, no, so far, no. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep playing it every once in a while to see what I do. Um, so um, in the news, I don't think there was a whole lot um, in the news, but there was something I wanted right. to chat about. There was something I wanted to chat about, and it was... Um, it had to do with people collecting for only U.S. in the U.S. regions or only Europe in the Italian regions. And there's ways now, as gamers, that we can play games legally in the U.S. on consoles translated using mm-hmm. Fran translations. And yeah. so from my perspective, it's like, does that change the U.S. only mentality. So, for example, Polymega. If you with the Polymega, if we use a Famicom or Super Famicom cartridge on the Polymega, you can put any type of patch or translation mm-hmm. onto it to play the game legally. Your actual copy of the game to translate it into English. Um, and so it takes a little work, takes a little effort, 
But then you can play your Famicom, Super Famicom, Mega CD, anything type of game, and it'll be officially pushed into English. So then, does that mean that does that open up the collector's market for you? What do you think about that? Um, I so Polymego actually wasn't the first to do it, and so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, maybe there was something beforehand, but uh, Retron, it wasn't the first thing to do it. The Retron 5, I think, was the first one to do it. And then uh, the Retro Freak did it as well, where you could like was, take the patches. Was the Retro Freak, was that something you plug into your computer? No, uh, Retro Freak was a standalone, just like the Retron 5. It was a Japanese one. Um, okay. But it I also had Turbo Graphics. You could play Turbo Graphics games on that one. Before the Retron 5, there was a, a, a contraption you could plug into your computer where you could dump your games, and that allowed for patches. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about there, and I, I can't remember the name of it. I don't consider that a console, but yeah, yeah it's it's hardware. Um, but that's another, yeah, another piece. The console hooks up to you know, standalone to a television, so. Yeah, I mean, but I... I think I think the first console, if we want to call it that, to to allow you to use patches for game Jap- like Japanese games or whatever you want to play, um, was the Retron Five, which came out. Oh gosh, it's got to be like ten years now. It feels like it. Um, so it's been out a while, and you've had the ability to do this for a while. And um, I I have personally like you know thrown in. I think it was like Bahamut Lagoon or something like that before. Um, there was a, a official like, you know, release of it for, for us, us, uh, English speakers. Um, but, uh, it works really well. It's awesome. It's seamless. Um, yeah. And, and so has that changed your mentality as a collector at all? Are you more inept to collect Japanese non ram hacks, non, you know, repro cartridges, but original like Bahamut Lagoon yeah. to have? Yeah, it personally, yes, it, it did. It did open it up. Um, and I, I would like to see more of that integrated, to be honest. Um, for example, like, uh, you know, Dreamcast. I don't know how, like, robust the... Um, uh, oh, gosh. I, I'm getting all these confused now. Like, what? Polymega. Thank you. Uh, the Polymega. Um, I don't know, like, if they're going to have some sort of, like, firmware update to be able to play Dreamcast games in in the future but if they do then that opens up have you ever seen or, or uh wanted to play sega gaga i've wanted to play that game that for is a long time number one on my list of games that i want to play that are japanese and text heavy there's that game and there's a game on nintendo wii called captain rainbow that i've been wanting to play oh. forever and captain know. rainbow has a lot of Nintendo tropes where like um, Little Mac is like fat and out of shape oh, and like sick. You have to go, and like it's it's all the lost mascots and stuff. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Well, and and Sega Gaga has the same thing where you have uh-huh. like uh, Alex Kids in there and a bunch yeah, of like, well, the self-referential um, games are amazing so sega gaga i mean and and it sounds like this one too it's just like it's a love letter to those fans like sega fans nintendo fans so it it pays fan service and and like i mean every single step of the way you're just like oh my gosh just like fanboying over playing the game and that's how it is so um if anyone there if anyone out there hasn't heard of sega gaga at the very least 
please look up on YouTube the final battle. It's incredible. The well, music, the oh, it's so, good. so circling back to the Polymega though. I don't know if that console is powerful enough to do Dreamcast yeah. emulation. Um, so they may have to do a date, a second Polymega to in yeah. order to encapsulate like that, Another or base. or PS2 or PS3 or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it would need a more powerful processor. Um, the thing is, though, Tristan, there is one other way for us to play, and we could play Sega Gaga right now. We could play Captain Rainbow right now. And there's a way for us to do it. Really? Um, machine learning, Tristan. So we uh, could literally grab this right here. You have an app, and we could literally well, watch it. Yeah, I've, you I've could read everything in real time on your phone. Believe me, I've tried. It's it's because of the font choices that they they use in a lot of these games. It's pretty buggy. Um, it's yeah. not the best. Well, and that's with current machine learning. But as these things get yeah, smarter, true. and they because they'll update this faster than they'll update that's fair. anything else. Like you could literally just watch it, and so that actually applies all the way to modern games and mm-hmm. modern Japanese games. So to me, it like opens up to where we really have no reason not to try to experience a lot of things. It's not super convenient holding up a damn screen to watch through a screen. No, that's no. kind of dumb, but. As we get to the gaming glasses that everybody keeps seeing and stuff, they're going to potentially integrate it into those. So, like, I've seen a lot more gaming glasses where you can literally sit here and have a giant screen while you're playing Mm -hmm. all the different games. And as they integrate apps into those, they might integrate an auto translation app into it. You know, my my favorite experience playing a Japanese game um, with with the translation, if, if you want to call it that. I had a friend of mine over. He's married to an Okinawan woman who, of course, you know, her native language is Japanese. Um, They were over at my house. I was playing Tetris the Grandmaster Ace, which is on the Xbox 360, but it's a Japanese exclusive. The menus are all in Japanese, and it's pretty difficult to navigate to what I want. So I took that opportunity when they were over there. I'm like, hey, what does that say? What does that say? Where where do I go here? Like it was, I mean, you know, she she humored me. It was funny, but um, I really wish, you know, what you were just talking about is it becomes a thing because for us gamers, especially, holy crap, would that open up a huge, huge uh, world that we uh, currently, you know, um, un- unless we're uh, savants in some way and uh, go to go to the trouble of learning Japanese and kanji just to play video games. Um, it's really unaccess- inaccessible at the time. Because we got this that, time. it'll help you read manga or mm-hmm. an, like all that. The yeah. other thing is, is as machine learning gets more and more diverse, like literally watching a show in a different language and it automatically creates subtitles without the need of a person. Sure. Like that'll be another thing where to auto translate into into yeah. English. I mean, that's it, it's all coming fast. Like we'll probably have it during our lifetime. You're not wrong. You're not wrong yeah. at all. Yeah, um, it'll be cool. Are... And the only thing that sucks, Tristan, is as we get older, our thumbs and our joints don't work as well. So we can't <laughs> enjoy the games as much. anymore. Well, yeah, but by that time, we'll have robot arms. So it's OK. As long as I get my robot joints here in my fingers, I'm I'm good. <laughs> so I can continue to play. You and I both 
are going to have VA care and they're going to give us robot bodies. That's true. It's very true. It's, it's a patented fact that we have robot Skynet bodies. Skynet and all that, you know. Yeah, our consciousness will go right into a robot version of ourselves and we'll live forever. It's all good. It's fine. Yeah. And, and Jeff is such a fan him. that he's going to name himself Fight. I am Fight. I'm a robot named Fight. <laughs> <laughs> that will be me. I'll be a robot named Fight. And we will continually. It's a self-fulfilling con- prophecy. <laughs> it will continue to uh, have us making content for, for book, retro video game books for the rest of, <laughs> rest of eternity. Yes. <laughs> That is the oh, best gosh. use of Skynet. <laughs> but uh, to to get back to the point, yes, I think it uh, the, the patches and, and everything else it it opens up a world that you didn't have access to beforehand, um, and, and it's all about accessibility, right? You have no reason without the patches to pick up a game of say or a copy of say Chrono Trigger, which is like twenty or thirty dollars, as opposed to a copy of Chrono Trigger in the U.S which is, what, 10 times as much, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's so, a couple hundred bucks, yeah. So if you want an actual copy of a game, and, and I mean, to be honest, like, you know, it was in Japan first, so that's the original copy. Um, yeah, it, you'd be able to play Chrono Trigger on original hardware. Well, I guess not original hardware if we're talking Polymega and whatever. But you know what I'm talking about. True. Um, but you, you do have the cartridge and you were, you're playing the game, uh, the way that it's intended to be played, you know, I wonder it, it, if the analog systems are going to have a patch option in the future. Cause I haven't researched. They may already oh, have. That's it. a good question. Because like, to me, the difference between a polymega and a restaurant five versus analog is night and day. Like sure. I would rather have FPGA cause then it's, <clears throat> it's machine. It's, it's close to one to one. And so if that had the patches, because, I mean, you could put ROMs on there, sure. But, like, actually using your cartridge yeah. and then it, I, in the patch applied to your cartridge. We, we would have to talk awesome. to someone, like, pretty technical, I think. To, to Is that even possible with an FPGA console? I don't know. I don't know. I would say so. I mean, because it's playing the ROMs. So one would think it would be the sure. same. Because what it does is it's not playing, like, on the Polymega. It's not playing it in real time. What it does is it downloads it and applies the patch. It okay. downloads the cart. It, okay. You're not playing right off your cartridge. The cartridge is essentially a lock. Like, the cartridge is giving you the data off your cartridge, and then mm-hmm. it, download, it downloads the ROM. Um, and you and on the Polymega, you can download it and not even play the cartridge after that. It puts it in the system. So you, like, literally make your own library backup is what you can do. Um, and then you can apply the patches that get applied as it burns it into the RAM, I want to say. It's probably in the random access memory, the ROM into the RAM, or whatever, however the hell mm-hmm. does it. I'm terrible at the technical aspects of it. But um, the FPGA, you would think, would be extremely similar, and it also would be able to do that because it does download, and you can play ROMs when you do a side-loading. You can side-load ROMs onto it. Yeah. So, I mean, the convenient way is you just have the ROM patched and put it on those systems. But I want a way to be able to give myself an excuse to go down a damn rabbit hole that I don't need to go down and start collecting <laughs> these systems. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, yeah, we're 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 of the same mindset where like it doesn't really it doesn't matter what uh, region it's in. If, if it's yeah. an awesome game and that's the only way to get it, I'm going to get it like, well. 
my main thing is, man, if I could take my chips for my PC engine games, and I have some that are have not been that I don't have a translate. Oh, I mean, I could download the ROM, but I they're not translated. Sure. Man, if I could pop that into the analog turbo that they're coming out with mm-hmm. the turbo graphics version and then just automatically play it in english like holy hell dude uh retro freak you can do that with yeah yeah you can do that with the retro freak but that's mm-hmm. not fpga so that's no it's not the, the little bit of lag i would i just don't yeah. want it yeah and, i mean it's something similar um and it's actually a, a good good um transition to something that i've noticed recently hmm. so um, I've noticed with certain games, I'm not enjoying them on Xbox Game Pass through streaming. Mm-hmm. And so on, I, I, I have Xbox Game Pass. I don't have an Xbox Series X. I have an Xbox One, but that's in Georgia. That's not in Hawaii with me. I still have Game Pass. I can play it on my Steam Deck streaming. Yeah. But I've noticed, so I've played Starfield not a huge fan because it's just it's a little off and then i was playing the joking game power wash simulator and i'm like literally <sighs> power washing it and it's just uh-huh. it's just it's just slightly off yeah it's doing. Uh, yeah it's it's complete it, and off is a good word because it's off-putting and um yeah it, it's it's i, I don't want to say suspending reality because like it's you're not playing it you know it's not reality but like you have to suspend reality to play these games, but if there's any sort of thing that detracts from um, a one-to-one input, then it, you're constantly reminded that you're not in reality, or that you're in reality. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, and a perfect example was I played the Game Pass version of TMNT Shredder's Revenge, mm-hmm. and it was cool, but it just it felt like it felt okay, it felt fun, and I stopped playing it. Um, even playing it on my damn phone through the damn Netflix app, which you can play it on your phone in an app. Yeah. It plays perfect. It's flawless. It's one-to-one. On a phone, it's better than playing streaming on Xbox. Um, and I have it which on Switch. Crazy. It's immaculate on Switch. So I know it's the damn streaming. The thing is, Game Pass yeah. is so convenient with so many games, so many things. I, I want to try Starfield just because I know I'm not going to put in thousands of hours into playing the, forever into playing the game. Sure. It's a forever game. Mm-hmm. Um, it like just shows me that, like, like, Exactly, like No Man's Sky, and it just shows me that it's there's no reason for me to continue Game Pass. I'm probably going to cancel it soon mm. because it's like I just I'm not enjoying it. I have infinite games here, anyways. I have infinite Switch yeah. games right here, like it's I'm good. So I probably am just going to cancel Game Pass. I'm going to go with Steam, and um, if I buy an Xbox Series X in the future, maybe I'll start it back up so I can play them. But I I don't have enough experience with streaming uh gaming uh except for like you know the the occasional like uh you know playing fighting games online or something like that to to be able to speak to it but the the prospect of the on live or the google stadia or you know xbox game pass or you know choose your streaming platform um it doesn't really seem like the the best way to play which would be physical media or having it actually downloaded to your console because yeah, you're always beholden to whatever net code is, is driving like uh, you and the, the end product that you're actually playing that server that you're playing on. Right. Yeah. 
Well, and and to me, that's a 2023 as we record this. That's a 2023 issue. We get one more generation into the Internet and mm-hmm. maybe and into cell phones and satellites and all that. We get one more generation. It might be negligible. And then you mentioned yeah. netcode. And this is the same for streaming medias. So um, there's a perfect example as like as you're watching like a YouTube or a Netflix, the netcode will allow it to auto change the resolution, but does not change the quality. So you still see the one to one lips moving to the audio, which Mm -hmm. if lips don't match the audio, it does. Oh, that's completely off putting. Exactly. And we're talking that as a parallel to my thumbs hitting the button one to one. And so if the netcode does so that way the controls the inputs are one-to-one and then they do the netcode to move the the actual quality of the video it'll be a much better experience so i feel like we need a little bit better of netcode programming combined with a little bit better of an internet and it'll probably Mm -hmm. be the future but and it's much better than it was like four three to five years ago too three to five years ago they Uh were doing stuff too and it was you couldn't even get it to load now i'm playing starfield on a handheld, sitting in my bedroom wirelessly, mm-hmm. and it's playing okay. That's wild to think about. And, and it still I mean, sucks. Yeah, when, when you're playing something like Starfield, it doesn't really matter as much. Uh, it, when when then when you're playing something like a you know Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Six, because you're literally talking about frames. I mean, frames matter. Frame data matters. Like the, the your reaction time to someone else doing something. It's it's down to frames. So even like three to four, five years ago, like you were mentioning, um, the monitors that people were playing on, they weren't up to snuff. Like, you know, there there were BenQ monitors that were uh, like the standard that they would only allow um, at fighting game tournaments because the latency was within like two or three microseconds or something like that. Um, but everything else was, you know, like too much now nowadays like every monitor that you get is within that range but the the lag is you know within frames but it's noticeable and it matters so uh, you know the same thing with this net code like if there's even a a dropped frame or two it matters to a gamer it just does And I mean, I'm just trying to find an enjoyable experience on a casual thing, and mm-hmm. it's not quite there. No, I yeah. Try to do a competitive Heck game, no. a competitive fighting game. There's no way. There's no nope. way I would do it. Or nope. like you and I trying to play shoot 'em up together. It would be frustrating. Yeah. Be oh yeah. FPS is another great example. Yeah. That's... yeah we, wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to do it. Um, I would love to be able to play um, if we can do old school Doom on computer and I'll play online using Zandronum and all that stuff. And that's that was we were doing that years ago. Um, classic VGBS. But like being able to do that with modern shit, that would be amazing if we could sit here now, me and Hawaii, you and Nebraska and play it like one to one. Um, it just ain't there. It just ain't there to where it's it's good enough yet. And I mean, we're paying for de- decent Internet and it's like. It's not quite where we would want it. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, you know, I, I call it island internet, um, but it, it, it's, it's what it is. Um, I mean, unless you're using fiber all the way to the mainland, then you've got some latency just built in. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, the thing is, though, is that I feel like that is, is close, but 
Yeah, for me right now, I might just cancel Xbox Game Pass, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because, again, million freaking games to play. Got all these projects that we talked about earlier with all this book yeah. stuff that we're working on. Like, definitely don't have any kind of boredom going on in my household. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Like, there's no boredom at all. I hear um, that. So I feel like, yeah, it might be time to pull the plug because the streaming just doesn't, like, isn't necessary. Um, and I just start focusing on other stuff, man. It's crazy. I my plan, you know, to to get more stuff in uh, on a day to day basis. I'm just gonna cut out sleep. I don't need it. We don't need it. No sleep. Yeah. Um. Speaking of not having enough time to do stuff, Tristan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How did you do with the bullshit homework, Tristan? Why? 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 Why are you transitioning like that? What are you talking about? What are we it's talking like, about? It's Tristan? like you're insinuating that I didn't play the homework or something. Go ahead and tell me about your experience with Dynagear. Oh, boy. What a great game. It's an RPG. And nope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nope. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't it's get to literally it. a game that Trista could play and beat in like 30 uh, minutes. It's, an arc- it's a 90s arcade where you can I've continue. I've got no excuse. You want. I would have enjoyed yeah. the hell out of it, too. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that's, a cool, that's a cool one. <laughs> You'll have to play. Um, uh, so let me lay the wallpaper and I'll talk about my experience just shortly. It'll be a short one. Um, so Dining Gear is a 1993 run and gun action arcade game by Sammy. Um, set in a futuristic oh, year. Oh, yeah. You. Dang. Blacker, man. Um, it's set in a futuristic year of 2,993. Hey. <laughs> um, yes, you assume the role of Roger the Space Cop pursuing a time traversing criminal called Gustav. Um, who escaped custody. In the ensuing chase, Gustav attempts fleeing through a space warp, and Roger is in hot pursuit. And they both crash land on a prehistoric planet filled with hostile dinosaurs and prehistoric monsters. Um, And essentially, as luck would have it, you get to befriend a wolfman-like alien simply named Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Also after Gustav. Oh, yeah. You can play as either... Roger or Wolf, and they each have um, different stats, like one's faster and one jumps better. Yeah. Um, and essentially, then you go through all the levels in Dynagear. So um, so my experiences with it, since I did play it, um, is I beat it because you can keep on putting in quarters. Uh-huh. Now, when you, when you start, you don't just start where you die. You actually go back to the last checkpoint. Mm-hmm. So if you keep dying on the same boss or something, like you will go back and have yeah. to... So there's a little tiny bit of skill, but literally the richest person in the arcade could win this game. Um, <laughs> eight, there's eight levels. Um, it has a dinosaur theme, but also like there's eventually there's like aliens that come out and there's temples and you go in like Indiana Jones style chases. Um, 100% 90s. There's um, basically uh, the jump gives you a vulnerability in an attack, and that's the key to mastering this game without getting hit. Um, the, it's interesting because like, as you go through, you'll get weapon power-ups and then you'll have like a sword or a arrow or a mace, which the mace is my favorite. And it has like an auto thing where it goes crazy. It's a giant ball and chain mace. Oh, cool. You just whip. And, and then they add, they have like a little bar and the bar will deplete. And then all of a sudden, then you have to tap the button and you still get it, but you have to tap the button. Mm. Um, but the jump has like a little invulnerability, like frame. And so if you could time that right when the boss hits you, you can jump in and get the little invulnerability, oh. like duck in invulnerability. And that's how you have to go through. You have to master that near the end when they start doing it. Um, each level has a mid boss and then a final boss that you fight. Some of the final bosses later have a couple different phases, which is cool. 
Um, and essentially, um, there are some boss characters as you go to the next level. Like the boss character may help you during the next level. So like beat a guy, giant lion looking dude, and then he like helps you through the level until he gets killed by the enemies. Hmm. Um, and what I called this uh, little move, I call it the spin dash. So there's like the jump, but there's like a little spin dash vulnerability thing. Um, and you avoid damage on the ground when things hit you. Um, the final level has a boss gauntlet, classic beat em up, like running gun yeah. boss gauntlet. It's like, hey, and, let's reuse every sprite that we ever threw in this game. Here you yeah, go again. Yeah. They keep going. And then the final boss has three forms that you fight him in. Dang. Freaking crazy. And that's all in one checkpoint. Dang. This is a challenge. Like, like freaking Castlevania or something. It is wild. Um, but the game's cool. Is definitely like not a game that I would own in my arcade or my home arcade mm. because games like that where there's it's not a skill-based arcade or, or not a competitive fighting like one-on-one arcade you yeah. just put in all the cores it's the ninja turtle syndrome is what i call it if you always wanted the ninja turtles the four-player ninja turtles in your arcade you finally get it you play it you beat it and then you don't touch it again except for maybe once a year yeah because um, it's not the same experience it's like pl- going back and playing M- michael jackson moonwalker it's like well this isn't as fun because <laughs> i can just all the credits. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And those are the games. This is a game in that era, in that realm of I wouldn't want to own it in my actual home arcade, but it is really, really cool to pop up on a coin ops, which is how I played it on my Steam Deck. I played it on coin ops, or just pop it up in your MAME Mammy arcade or on mm-hmm. your retro pie and pop it in, play with play with a friend. And yeah. enjoy it for uh, for a weekend. Like it's a it's a cool weekend play. Or if we do like a premium game night or something, we'll we'll have to pop in like an arcade game like this. But mm-hmm. not one I would own. Um, yeah. So I definitely give it a thumbs up. Um, it's probably I would say it's a solid B B minus title. Right on. It's, it's, it's cool. It's a cool game. Um, definitely recommend playing it. And you missed out, Tristan. You you get an F for, I, for yeah, well, I, I get an F, yes. Uh, but hey, I'm, I'm just waiting for Sammy to put out a collection with that game on it. I didn't want to spoil it for myself, so jokes on you. You just spoiled it for yourself. <laughs> Give Tristan thumbs down for those of y'all uh, listening. <laughs> thumbs down, Tristan. Oh, they heard it. They heard it. <laughs> you can hear the. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the thumbs down. Uh-huh. Um. So, um, for bullshit homework, should we go back to the randomizer for this one? Yeah, sure. Go back to the randomizer. We'll have so to. So we make hit sure something that, that uh, looks interesting. Yes. So we will hit it with the um, the other piece is is that it has to, it can't be just like the first game that pops up. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, our as we go to the randomizer, Tristan, should we play the and it's called deck roulette. Um, should we do the normal games or the budget games? Let's go normal. We're going to do testing backlot normal. All right. So this one is called Death State. Death State. Look her up. It looks freaking cool as hell. Look at that picture for those of you. Like It looks. I like badass. the logo. Looks cool. It's called Extra Dimensional Research Extraction. It says it takes 
an hour and a half to be or hour and a half to beat the main story, but to completion it's twelve hours. Oof. So probably gonna take me like ten hours to beat it. So is this one that we're gonna try? Or should we go to the next one? Uh what kind of a game is it? Let's look it up. Let's look it up live on the podcast, everyone. Because yeah. I have no idea. I thought that. maybe it said. No. It says survival. Oh, ew, ew. A roguelike bullet hell adventure set in a bizarre world of uh, dimensional exploration. Oh, I'm looking up dead. Is it dead state or death state? Death states. And okay. this game looks like a vampire survivors, but with like neon 90s, 80s themes and craziness. It looks it looks like it is a oh, a. Um, okay. It looks cool. Bullet yeah, hell okay. roguelike. Yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. yeah, so I say let's play Death State. Yeah, let's play that To one. me, the bullet hell roguelike genre is like Vampire Survivors. And I don't think we've done an episode of Vampire Survivors, have we? I haven't played it yet. I, I want to play that game, too. And it's coming out on the Switch at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll have to um, – we'll talk a little Vampire Survivors during this, if the game plays like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and music's playing for Death State right now, which is cool. I'm going to add mm-hmm. it to my favorites, so that way I know to play it. Death States will be the homework game that we will All play. Right. Hopefully Tristan gives it uh, 15 minutes of name this I'll, time. I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. sometimes I just get in my own way. <laughs> that well, was I mean, it's, it's not like you weren't like creating some crazy. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I, I literally yeah. knocked out the uh, the PlayStation 2 library this week. Which was uh, over 1,800 games all told. Fucking crazy, man. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. Um, so we're gonna play some Death State. I think we could put a bow on this episode. Keep her nice and short. I think we have like four different <laughs> crazy recordings because the internet was. Back. I know. Oh, but, so bad. But I don't have cool shades or a mask yet. For uh, no, class. yeah, you're not frozen this time, Jang. I didn't even think about that. I don't have to put a loading screen on you. Yeah, but um, that's because I don't think the recording has lasted an hour yet for it to yeah, test. That's it. true. Yeah, we haven't hit that threshold. This, so, so like that's literally the the technical problems are classic. Like first we had Tristan's uh, internet and Tristan's microphones and all. Oh that yeah, that's that's yeah. that's so long yeah. ago. I forgot. <laughs> and now my like wife took the extender and moved it into a different room, and mine was now freezing. And oh. then I moved into a different room, and it still froze after an hour. And now it's like. It's rebooting. I assume it's on my side because um, it, it's probably just a program that's on my computer or something like Adobe or something's causing it. Who, to do who some knows? Shit. Who knows? Because the other thing is, has your Skype, because we record on Skype, um, is your Skype doing the weird thing where it says that you need to re-log in? No. I was doing that on my phone, though. It said re-log in, oh, and okay. I, just I just don't. But then it doesn't ask me to re-log in, so... I think there might be some kind of hacking going on or something. I'm just, I don't fall for it. I don't click. I on think anything. it's the Russians. It's the Russians. It might be the, the Russians. The, the, I'm not in a hurry, though, so I'm pretty good. I'm slow. <laughs> well, um, I say we um, call it a do today. Um, and uh, at the end, we used to talk about like where people could find us. So definitely check us out. We're on HagensAlley.com. 
I know you're working on a Wix page for the video game console series. Yeah, so series. My, I have I have a website currently. It's vgcollectorguide.com. But right now I'm making changes to it so that uh, I'm going to have some things available for sale. Um, some of like, that are like the abridged ones and stuff. Yeah, right? it's like it's so you know like the the book that I'm working on. It's a it's a four volume book that's mm-hmm. got everything in it. But like, if you want to buy just an individual console, a notebook form, so that you can like actually write in it, I sell those. Yeah, and see, that's cool. And having your stuff available in, in multiple places is awesome too. Like mm-hmm. having multiple opportunities. So if somebody comes to Hagen's Eye, somebody goes to, to you know the, to yeah. your website, somebody goes to Amazon. Um, and we are in the process of getting stuff up on Amazon as well for premium and for Hagen's Alley. So that way we can make sure things are available. I'm trying to do it for Black Friday. We, we will see. We will see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. I'm working on it, though. Yep, yep. But, um, well, everybody, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Later, guys. Later, guys.